fait, j'ai voulu te, te téléphoner pour te, te demander allô quelque chose quoi Okay, well, thank you to Zap Mama for Allo Allo and Allo to all of you listening out there, whether on the radio or streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. This is Arts Week, and I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir. This Sunday, you'll have a rare opportunity to hear the vocal ensemble Skylark perform at the Simon Center for the Arts at Falmouth Academy. The program is called La Vie en Rose and comprises songs to bring the je ne sais quoi of Paris to Cape Cod. There's a pre-concert talk that you won't want to miss. And for more information, you can go to skylarkensemble.org. The Museum of Natural History in Brewster is open with an impressive natural history collection and the ability to peek virtually through the lens of the James Webb Telescope to catch the beginnings of our universe. And you can find out more about that at ccmnh.org. Cape Cod Beer is excited to announce its third annual Dead of Winter event at the brewery. That's tomorrow night, February 17th, when Cape Cod Beer will transform into the ultimate dead zone with live music from the Grateful Dead tribute band Playing Dead and a mini art gallery from local artist Joey Mars. Playing Dead is a Grateful Dead tribute featuring former members of Dark Star Orchestra, Slipknot, and Uncle John's Band. Their marathon sets feature music and jams from the entire Grateful Dead catalog, and you can find tickets at capecodbeer.com. Just a reminder that Outermost Contra meets every third Friday of the month at Wellfleet Preservation Hall. That's this Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. or 9.30 p.m., excuse me. All are welcome from very beginner to fabulous expert. Dances begin with an all-levels Contra skills warm-up from 7 to 7.30. Uh, $15 admission. There's a catch bar. And you can find out more at wellfleetpreservationhall.org. Produced in partnership with the Provincetown Playwrights Lab, the Provincetown Theatre will present the 13th annual 24-hour plays at the company's Playhouse in Provincetown on the weekend of March 4th and 5th. The 2023 production will bring together six writers, six directors, and 18 actors to create a half-dozen new 10-minute plays written, rehearsed, directed, and performed for an audience all within 24 hours. And you can find out more about that at provincetowntheater.org. On Sunday at 3 p.m. at the Wellfleet Public Library, you can join local author and actor John Schumann as he reads a collection of original works, including essays and memoirs. The reading is free, but seating is limited. And you can find out more at wellfleetlibrary.org. Michelle Crone's Team Trivia has returned. It's now meeting on Tuesday nights from 7 to 9 at Bayside Betsy's in Provincetown. Come as a team or just show up and you can join one there. And on Sunday, award-winning concert pianist Anna Glig joins the Cape Cod Chamber Orchestra in Box Concerto in D minor. And the orchestra's string section take a trip to outer space with music by Zanakis, William Grant Still, and Dmitry Shostakovich. That's at the Pilgrim Congregational Church in Harwichport at 3 p.m. You can get more info and tickets at capecodchamberorchestra.com.
All right. Well, earlier in the show, I mentioned the Cape Cod Chamber Orchestra, and I'm really delighted to have its founder and music director here with me today. Matt Sinto, welcome to Arts Week. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. Happy to be here. It's a delight to have you. Um, you've done an awful lot with the Chamber Orchestra in a relatively short time. What What is it that brought you to Cape Cod and and, and inspired you to, to start this orchestra? Yeah, and two, almost two, it feels like two and a half years of that were in COVID and we were doing right. digital projects. I mean, that was really our third season and part of our fourth season was mostly online. So um, yeah, we are in our, our fifth year now. And I I moved to Cape Cod in 2017, um, really just on a whim. My wife's family was here and I had just graduated um, Boston University and had zero prospects. I mean, this is uh, this is real musician life out of uh, any sort of conservatory or music program. You just, you know, what are you going to do? So we, we moved down here and my wife started working and I said, well, what am I going to do? Um, so I was teaching and still kind of commuting back and forth to Boston for various um, gigs and whatnot. And I kind of just looked around and said, you know, there's really not a lot of classical music going on, you know, at a professional level. And I saw a niche that I thought we could fill with the chamber orchestra. So I sort of banded together my friends and colleagues from Boston, and we did a, a, a first concert in April of 2018. And it just was a one-off event. We did an event with uh, Judy Askew, who is a local poet. And we had a composer write a piece based on her poetry. And that kind of started the inklings of what I conceived of the chamber orchestra to be, um, which is a group that does contemporary music and also plays older music like Bach, which we have coming up on our, our program this weekend. And uh, it was a big hit. So we launched our first season and it's here we are now season five. It's, it's hard to believe. And we, we, at this point do a program every month from about August or September to May or June. So it's um a lot, it's <laughs> a, a lot, lot of programs, but, but there's a demand for it. And right. people love our say. concerts and the energy is yeah. so wonderful. I mean, especially coming out of COVID, it was, um, you know, the first few concerts we did live, I could still tell there was like hesitancy mm -hmm. amongst everyone. I think the performers included, because um, for so long, you you know, you, you could not be in a room with over 30 people. Right? Right, right. And then suddenly we're back doing that. And it just was, you know, it took some time to get adjusted. But now, you know, this year it's been really great Um coming coming out of everything and uh we're happy to be back performing live so it's well, a journey you're, for you're, journey for sure your schedule is such a gift to people who live here year-round because most of us are used to okay everything happens in the spring through maybe september october and then everybody leaves and the rest of us sit here and you know there was kind of a void there in many ways and that's and what i wanted to fill because to be honest with you we really don't do very much during the summer at all uh, just because I found it's difficult scheduling concerts during that time of year because there's so much going on. Right. 
in right. February, there's not a lot going on. So we actually do quite well. <laughs> People love to come out and go to a concert. There's just not a lot of classical events happening. Exactly. Um, in exactly. The summertime, there's, you know, a handful of things going on. You right, know, right. You can go to, or go to the beach. That's also a, a direct competitor. Um, <laughs> but, well, but, you mentioned you mentioned Bach. So let's start with listening to a couple of minutes of um, one of the pieces that, that you'll be doing. Do you want to set us up for this? What is it, what is it we're about to hear? So this is Bach's. It actually was a harpsichord concerto, which is an old-fashioned instrument, um, kind of like the the uh, grandfather to the piano in a way. Um, but nowadays, most of the time, this piece is performed on a modern piano um, and it works It works quite well. And I think if Bach had that instrument available to him, he would have loved the piano, the modern piano. Um, but it's a, it's a concerto in D minor, which generally in this era of music in the um, 18th century, a minor key is associated with, I guess, little more of a somber, darker mm-hmm. tone. But at the same time, the piece has a tremendous energy and is really fun to play and um, is really based on a lot of music by Vivaldi. If any of our listeners know, you know The Four Seasons is a very famous piece. Um, has lots of upbeat rhythms and, um, I don't know, a kind of buoyant nature to it that in a way reflects the somberness of some of the uh, the keys that Bach d- decides to choose. Um, so this is this is this first his first piano concerto, harpsichord concerto uh, in D minor. He wrote this piece around uh, 1734, 1736 is what they estimate. Although it's kind of hard to really know. So hope you enjoy. All right, play. let's listen to a little bit of that right now. Thank you. 
Okay, Matt, that was absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I, one of the things I wanted to ask you was, you know, as you look at pieces like this and others, how do you choose the repertoire for the orchestra? The first thing I need to look at is instrumentation because we are a chamber orchestra, which means we are really at max 30 to 35 members. Mm -hmm. And that also limits the types of instruments often that we have in the orchestra. So we play a lot of music for strings and a lot of these concertos that Bach wrote and Vivaldi and Handel, like these old Baroque composers, they mostly had string instruments available to them. Okay. So this is one of those pieces that fits really nicely. And I love the piece and I love our soloist, Anna Glig, who's going to be performing it. Um, it's very fitting to her. And she's she's obsessed with this concerto as well. And just in the conversations we had, it's just it's very fun for her to play. And um, that's also, you know, in, important. I like to pick music that I know our audiences will right. have a enjoyable time um listening i also like to challenge our audiences in many ways with some of the pieces of music that we that we choose um some of the other works on the program i think are more challenging um than bach bach's fairly comprehensible it's why he's one of the most famous composers that uh ever lived um even though at the time of his life he wasn't really known as a composer at all but uh, nowadays you know most people on the street if you ask, you know, do you know who Bach is? It's like, oh yeah, some composer, or the or they'll, or they'll say conductor or something. You know? <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, he's a he's a kind of a a household name in a way. So um, it's it's fun for me to pair a well-known composer like Bach with a lesser-known composer, maybe like William Grant Still, who's that's another composer featured on our um, a program and uh, African American composer that not many people know of, who wrote hundreds of pieces, which. I did not know of him or his music or his story at all. Um, nine years of music school did not teach me about what I think is a very important American composer that should be right next to Aaron Copeland and Leonard Bernstein and everyone else that's in uh, that's in line. So um, well, since, since you mentioned him, let's take a listen to part of Mother and Child, which is what you'll be performing this weekend by William Grant Still. And what should we listen for in this? This is uh, very different than the, than the Bach because I would say <laughs> it's much more song-like. There are more sort of jazz and blue harmony and rhythm. It was really important to William Grant Still's upbringing and his life as a musician. And a lot of those things were incorporated in this piece. It's a really beautiful, lyrical piece for string orchestra. Wonderful. Well, let's take a listen.
Yeah, that is exceptional. I'd never heard of him either until you told me that we were going to be playing it this morning. And I listened and um, I, I agree with you. He should be much better known than he is. Um, and I, I think that what you're talking about is interesting because I hear this from other people who are artists, whether they're visual artists or writers or musicians, that there's a balance between wanting to comfort the audience and challenge the audience. And you want to do really some of each, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, part of the, I think the issue with classical music is we perform generally music that is old and you don't see this in visual art so much. Right, right. Or dance. You know, you know, oftentimes when you go to an art gallery, you're seeing, you know, contemporary art. Or maybe at best, you know, maybe some pieces of art that were are maybe 30 years old, right? I mean, which in classical music standards, that's new it's music. yesterday. In a way. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, music that's written in the 70s, in a way, is new music for us. Mm -hmm. So, it's a, it's kind of it's, it's a bit of a problem. I don't want to cast, you know, the the classical canon under the bus because I think it's important and it's deeply moving and, you know, in music for us today. I don't think we're so different than the humans of the uh, 19th century by by any means. We've lived through lots of changes and our lives are different. But emotionally, I think we're still we can still be in touch with those elements and, you know, in, in Bach, for example. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, it's important to provide our audience, I think, with a diverse experience of music. Um, and it's uh, fortunately now something that is being pushed, which I, 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 I as a musician, it, it's opened my eyes to lots of different sounds and composers and um, uh, just experiences that I would not really know of otherwise. Because if you go through a typical music program, you don't learn about black composers in America. You don't learn mm -hmm. about women composers. At least I didn't. This was the work I had to do when I started the orchestra and I'm looking for music to select. And, you know, you, 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 you find these things like these little hidden gems that exist right. in the repertoire that you, you didn't know of. So, I mean, that that's really important to our mission at the orchestra. I mean, every program that we do throughout the year, has a composer of color or has a woman composer or some underrepresented um, individual that is writing beautiful music. I think it's uh, really critical to just the industry yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in general. Well, speaking of your mission, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is the fact of your collaboration with so many other local community entities. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? What inspired you to do that and how it's working out? I I wanted to just create a relevant orchestra, I guess. And I didn't think it could work starting up if it was in its little bubble. And I just expect people to know who these people and important people are, you know, that, that we perform and whatnot and the importance of our orchestra. I, I I didn't think that would work. And I don't think that's the best recipe necessarily. Uh, so I I wanted to partner with organizations because I thought it would bring our audience a little closer to the experience. And I find when people come to our concerts, they may not know anything about the program or have never been to an orchestra concert before, but they leave having a really remarkable experience because when you're there and you're present and you're 
I mean, the, the the nice part about our concerts is it's very intimate in nature. If people sit very close to the orchestra, you, you see interactions with the musicians. It's often not the case when yeah. you're in a very vast hall. And, you know, if you want to sit up front, that's going to cost you like $600 or whatever. It is. Right, right, right. <laughs> if you right, go see right, the Boston right. Symphony or whatever, right? Um, if you want $20 tickets, get your binoculars out, right? Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> That's not the way I wanted to do things. I wanted to create, right. you know, a, a up close and personal experience of music. So um, I, I think that's that's really critical. And the community element, like like you were saying, I think is a driving factor behind the program, which means we do fundraising events, benefit concerts. We also commission new music um, in conjunction with local organizations. We've done concerts with local poets, artists. The Pirate Museum in Yarmouth was a cool experience. Partnering with them, we did a concert with Wild Care Cape mm -hmm. Cod, which is an animal rehabilitation center, ed education center. At um, Edward Gorey House, one of my Edward Gorey House. I mean, we commissioned <laughs> a new piece of music based on one of Edward Gorey's books, "The Doubtful Guest." For all the cult Gorey fans out there, there are quite a few. Yeah, I I wasn't really aware of the world of Edward Gorey until I started <laughs> diving into this. It's really fascinating. Um, and the museum is fantastic. We really got a chance to check it out in Yarmouthport. Um, but, you know, I it's that to introduce contemporary music. I mean, music that is the ink is fresh on the page mm -hmm. when we perform it and have this local Cape Cod element to it, I think is really unique. So I, 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 so I try to do that as, as much as possible throughout our, throughout our year. And um, it's, yeah, it's a rewarding experience for sure. And leaves lasting memories, I think for everyone. Well, just to remind people, um, it is this Sunday at the Pilgrim Congregational Church in Harwich at three o'clock p.m. If you want more information about Matt, the orchestra, the concerts or anything, you can find it at CapeCodChamberOrchestra.com. And Matt, thank you so much for being my my guest on Arts Week here. Thanks for having me. Hope to be back. Appreciate it. And we are going to go out by listening to one more piece that you'll be doing, the Shostakovich. What would you like to tell us about this as we go out? I would say the beginning of this clip you're going to hear is um, somber and a little sad. But I, I, I don't want that to be the overarching uh, ending <laughs> to our <impression>. conversation. <laughs> but if you know anything about Shostakovich, he lived a difficult life yeah. and uh, was at heads with um those higher ups in the soviet union during the 40s and 50s so there's lots of interesting historical context behind this piece but it's definitely a little dark um usually a mood that we would associate the month of february with although it's supposed to be 60 degrees today so i'm not sure <laughs> really what's going on but hope you enjoy and hope to see you at our concert this this sunday great thank you man <laughs> 